0: hey it's Rob from successunlock.com welcome back to the show very excited that this week we're speaking to my pal somebody I've known for I don't, God knows how long far too long and far too long. yeah yeah we've had a lot of a lot of fun experiences together that sounds a bit weird nothing like that uh, please welcome my guest Wayne Dorana. hey buddy how's it going hello hello really good really good. Thank you so much for taking some time to come and uh, join me and the listeners. Now, if you're listening to this right now, which you are, otherwise you wouldn't have known I said that, uh, take a screenshot of your phone or your computer or whatever it is that you're listening to this on. Share it on Instagram. You can tag me at success.unlocked or, of course, stick it on Facebook and Twitter too. Tell people what your big takeaway from this episode is is. Now, Wayne and I are going to be chatting today about how a really simple shift in your approach and in your mind sh- mindset can elevate you into the top 5% of achievers. That all sounds very exciting. But Wayne, first of all, for people who haven't come across you and your work just yet, tell us a
1: little bit about what it is that you do, who you are. Uh So yeah, I've been involved in really coaching and consulting and personal development, I guess, since I was about 18 now, uh, really long while. Um, I know I look incredibly youthful, but I'm, I'm now not 21. I'm actually 31. So a good chunk of time. I spend a lot of my energy, a lot of my time now helping business owners, mostly consultants, mostly coaches, elevate their business and their life to the, kind of the next level by creating systems and approaches that allow them to access a level of freedom, I guess, that isn't normally there. And generally tap into what successful businesses are doing because we know that the majority of new businesses tend to fail um, and a lot of the reason for failure is simply doing the wrong things doing what the 95 percent of people that are destined to fail are doing rather than doing what the the five percent are already doing and, and that you should be doing. Yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense. Now, I'm interested to know. Obviously, success isn't a defined standard. There's, it means different
1: things to different people. What does success really mean to you? So, this is an interesting one. Uh, a lot of people tend to lean towards, certainly in my experience, thinking that success is more about just material gains, more about how much money you're earning, things like that. And, and I actually don't think it is. I think success is much more around happiness and around freedom. So for me personally, I think success is all about having that sense that you're free in what you're doing. It's all well and good creating a business, for instance. It's all well and good creating something that you're spending your time doing, which in theory you love, but if it locks you in and makes you more trapped than before you started, that's definitely not, in my view, a successful life. Uh, But it's also about making sure you're spending your time focusing on things that allow you to make an impact in the world. Um, For me personally, uh, a lot of success is about impacting other people, spending time helping other people, and yeah, just having that energy that kind of overrides everything that's going on.
0: Very cool. Now, I'm interested to know about this simple shift or approach in mindset. What do you think is the biggest thing that really holds people back from
1: having a more successful life, a happier life, the life you just described? So in many instances, I actually think it's down to people's perception that the outside world, what's going on around them, is what's going to impact whether they are happy or not. Um, It's not recognizing that actually you've got complete and utter control over your state of mind, over the thoughts that you have, over the actions that you take. And it's all of those things that actually... Create uh, a successful vibe in your life that create happiness in your life. The reality is, the stuff that's going on around you is nowhere near as important as the stuff that's going on internally, the stuff that's going on with you.
0: That makes a sense. I have a quote that I sometimes say, which is, "Fate is what is left over for you once everybody else has got what they want." In other words, if you sort of let what's going to happen happen, then you, you you haven't really got the control. And it sounds like it's a similar idea that you've got there. Absolutely. So. For people who are maybe currently, because the, the, the first realization, I suppose, is to realize you are in that situation. You are in a position where actually you're coasting and allowing life to blow you wherever it wants to go and, and push you in the direction that it's pushing yeah. you in, rather than actually taking actions about it. What are the symptoms of somebody who is in that situation where actually they're just being allowed to go where the universe wants to take them
1: rather than taking control? So I would say the biggest clue, if you like, that you're probably in that situation is that you don't have a set of goals or aims that you're wanting to achieve, because there's no two ways about it. If you don't have a set of goals that you're aiming towards, then by definition, you're just going to be drifting. You're just going to be moving through life, seeing what happens with no kind of defined direction. Um, It's kind of like having a, a GPS or sat nav, like amazing bit of kit, amazing tool Um, it can get you literally anywhere you want, but if you don't put an address in there, if you don't put a destination in there, you're going to go nowhere, um, or just drive around and around and around. Um, so I would say that's the biggest clue. The fact that you've not got a list of goals, you've not got a list of aims and you're not feeling that you're moving in a particular direction.
0: That's cool. I think a lot of people maybe think that goals are something, cause, you know, if somebody sat there thinking, well, I don't have a list of goals. I write my shopping list down. I write list of places I'd maybe, you know, like to, to, you know, take my partner, and that's sort of it. Yeah, hmm. Those are the sort of lists that most out and a to-do list. Or oh, I've got to do these things today. Those are, the, I think, the most exciting type of list that most people have in their life is the shopping list. What are they going to buy when they go to the supermarket next week? Yeah, and maybe think that goals are for somebody else. Like a, a list of having goals today. That's for some high flyer. That's for somebody who's at the top of the top of the chain. And I actually, find it hard to imagine what sort of goals they could possibly set, let alone achieve. So what's your approach to somebody who's thinking, I want to I want to take Wayne's advice on board and I want to set myself some goals. I want to I set myself this adventure to begin. What's your sort of starting advice for coming
1: up with goals? So the first thing that I would say you should do, it's kind of like a, a self audit. You've got to sit down and think, what are the areas of your life that you're least happy with? Um, a a great example that springs to mind in my personal life is round about, uh, how long now, four and a half, five years ago, maybe I'd gotten really fat. Um, I put on a lot of weight over a few years and there was this one point where I sat down and thought, right, this is an area and I'd always set lots of goals in other areas of my life, but this particular area I had neglected. And it was no coincidence then that because I'd neglected that area, I'd then got overweight or or fat. And I sat down and thought, right, this is an area that I'm really not happy with. I recognized that it wasn't making me happy being like that and then set goals very specific to that area. So that's a really important thing to do. And it doesn't mean that the goal has to be around health or wellness or weight. But there's going to be some areas in your life when you sit down that, Just don't make you super happy and buzzed. It might be where you're at in your career or job. It might be where you're at in your personal relationships. Um, And for example, if you're single and don't want to be single, and a goal is to meet someone, to get a relationship that helps make you feel that you're part of something more or a relationship where you can help make someone else happy, whatever the reason is behind that, you're clearly going to have to change something to make that happen because you're not gonna randomly meet someone unless you're making it a focus. And it's the same, you're not gonna randomly lose weight unless you make it a focus. You're not gonna randomly progress in your career unless you make it a focus. So the self-audit is the first step. Work out the bits that you're least happy with, bits that you know you could be doing better in. And then once you've done that, write some longer term goals for where you want to be in those areas. And longer term, that's gonna vary for everyone. I was in a workshop a little while ago, really fascinating, actually. And someone said, I want all of you to write down. There are about 30 of us in this room. Um, write down what you perceive as long-term. What's a long time? Everyone write it down. And I want you to write down what you perceive as medium-term. And now I want you to write down what you perceive as short-term. And it was fascinating. The the room of people, some people for long-term were thinking, literally 20, 30 years ahead. Some people were thinking no more than two to three months ahead. Like, And everyone's very different. So you need to create long-term goals, whatever that means to you, and then chunk down from there to the actual areas that are most important to you.
0: I think that's good. Loads of people try and sort of force their framework on somebody to say, well, lo- uh, you know, set yourself a goal and work to 90 days or six months or mm. a year or five years. And, and, and they define that as what they consider to be long term goals. But actually, I think it is down to the individual to say there, w- there will be people in this world. I'm one of them who can't really see. I don't know what my life's going to look like in five years time. That's that's just too far away. Like that's an unimaginable long term goal. So that's really yeah. cool absolutely i'm really interested to know what do you think is like the primary skill that is really undervalued but if you you could kind of fix it if you could master this skill it would lead people to a whole new level of understanding
1: themselves and and being more successful so this is an interesting one uh because i think there's going to be a a quite dramatic reaction i think to my answer to this right i'm sitting down (laughs) or <laughs> definitely disagree. I think the skill that can actually elevate people's lives to a whole new level is sales. Oh. And so many people have a big phobia almost of sales. You don't want to talk about sales. You think that sales is some horrible, smarmy thing. And the reality is, I think the majority of people think about sales in completely the wrong way because your entire life is sales. Right. Like, Every interaction you've got is normally a sale in some capacity because sales doesn't mean a monetary exchange. Sales means that you're trying to sell your value or you're trying to sell an idea or you're trying to uh, win an argument. Great example. Like if you're no good at sales, you're never going to win an argument. You're just never going to do it. You're just going to get worked up. You're you're not going to get the result that you want. But if you refine your sales ability, suddenly everything can be elevated. Because if you're better at sales, you're going to do much better in interviews. If you're better in sales, you're going to have much better personal relationships because your ability to present ideas in a positive way is going to improve. And also, it's going to have a big impact on your own self-confidence. And I actually think that's the most important element of it. As you become better at sales, you will tend to automatically look at things from the point of view of benefits, look at things from the point of view of the positive because you're going to get your mind used to the idea that you're only wanting to present the things that are positive, the things that are going to make the biggest difference to getting that idea across. Um, and it will get to the stage where you become super effective at even selling yourself ideas that you're not that into. So again, using the example of weight loss again, um, just as an example, because it's something that lots of people struggle with. If you're not terribly good at sales, then trying to stick to a workout plan might not be so easy because you're not seeing all of the positives and the benefits of sticking to that workout plan. If you refine your ability to automatically switch into that sales mindset, to automatically switch into that place where you're selling yourself an idea, selling other people a vision and an idea, you're going to find it much easier to stick to these kind of restraints you might be considering them, these kind of habits that maybe you're not super excited by because you're focusing on the benefits, you're focusing on the value exchange that is going to happen as a result of sticking to a a routine or a particular schedule.
0: I think it's interesting, there's going to be two types of people listening to this because there there's two types of people in the world. There's people who do sales as part of their life or their job or their business and there's going to be people who don't do sales at all. So for example, if you work in a shop or you work in a car dealership, then sales definitely falls into one of your responsibilities. Or if you've got a business, then sales definitely falls into one of your responsibilities. If you work maybe in an office and your job is filing papers in order and that kind of thing, sales probably doesn't fall into your remit. And it seems terrifying. But I think the idea, I think there's a bunch of principles of business that all of us should adopt into our lives. Things like building a personal brand is just like Mars Bar have built their brand about Mars chocolate. You need to build your Wayne Darana, Rob Temple, whatever brand that that is who you are and what you stand for. And I think that if you can adopt this sales mindset, I want to dig into that a little bit. If you can adopt this sales mindset to your stuff, then you're able to again get further. I think. If you watch if you watch a really good drama where there's a legal case going on like so if you watch something like Suits on Netflix or something like that basically that yeah. argument is about one person's ability to sell their version of the supposed truth over somebody else's and have a judge or a jury agree with it. So I'm interested to know as somebody obviously you do do you do do sales what are the sort of core elements of sales that you think actually somebody for somebody who's never studied it before what are mm-hmm. the core elements of sales that somebody could pull out of a sales tactic and apply to their life in order to get further. Again, that could be in business or in their everyday personal life.
1: So something from a personal development point of view that I think you could get a huge amount of value from, um, which comes directly from sales, is looking at situations and looking at, could be a situation you're in, it could be a situation that you're having to try and sell to a partner or a colleague at work, getting used to seeing the positives in situations, getting used to seeing the things that maybe otherwise you didn't see. If you're going through a really stressful time, it can be really hard to focus on the positives. Um, It's just not something we do naturally. You immediately, stress kicks in. Immediately, you tighten up, you tense up, you get worked up, and then suddenly everything feels like it gets a whole lot worse because you're focusing even more on all of the negative things that have got you to that place. From a sales point of view, If you're, for instance, presenting a product, any product that you're presenting invariably is going to have good points and bad points because that's life. Every person has good points and bad points. Every company has good points and bad points. Every situation does. Um, But the more you can learn to focus on the good points of yourself, the good points of a situation, the good points of a product, it's going to become a habit. And that habit is probably one of the most powerful things from a personal development point of view. Because if you can train your mind to continually focus on the good, to continually focus on the benefits of whatever situation you find yourself in, the impact that that will have across your whole life will be absolutely immense. Absolutely immense. I
0: love that. The other place where this is really useful, I think, is if you if you if you work in sales. So let's imagine you sell cars or something there's, if you're having a bit of a rough time in life for whatever reason, when you get through the doors of the dealership and the first customer comes in through the door, you have really no choice because it's your job, it's your passion, it's your drive and it pays the bills. You have really no choice but to leap forward and be the most positive version of you and talk about all the positive things about that car as well. So I think that really, really, again, helps you to look for all of the positive things in life. Now, of course, one of the things that we think of with salespeople and business owners who sell, is that they are selling stuff in order to help them make more money, in order to grow the business. It's true. But of course, if you adopt this approach in your everyday life, that can also lead to you having more money because it means that you get to work up the career path. It means you get to get a better job. It means you get to sell yourself over somebody else. So I really, really like this approach. I've never thought about it before. One of the things that people say is money doesn't buy happiness. And I know you've got an approach to this. So do you think people are happier if they've got more money naturally?
1: I don't think... Again, it's a weird one because there's always two angles to this and, and you're going to polarize people, I think, with wh- whatever side of the debate you you go on for this. I think certainly in the Western world, we put way, way, way too much focus on money. Right. Way too much focus on the idea that if you have more money, you will be happier or you will be a better person. It's rubbish. It, obviously, there's no correlation in reality between the amount of money that you have and your level of happiness because happiness is an inside job happiness is about where you are in your head ultimately isn't it and we're starting to come around to this idea now i think um with mental health being much more um not the taboo, the taboo that it, it wants worse people right. are talking more about this but we can also see evidence through celebrities that have a load of money that have very successful businesses that appear to have the perfect life that clearly are not happy so I don't think that the more money you have, the happier you are, but I do think getting your life to a place where you've got a sense of balance, i.e. you've got enough money coming in to be able to do the things you would like to do, I think that does have an impact on your overall level of satisfaction, not happiness, but satisfaction. Um, And this is why a lot of clients that I work with that are within the coaching industry that might be having like really good, ambitious goals to get to like multi-million pounds a year so that they can have the the freedom that they've always dreamt of having. I think that people just don't think in the right way. Like, you know, I'm very passionate about the idea of living in places where you can get so much more for your money. Like you can be running a business, which in this country might be considered not really very successful at all. Like only profiting 1500 quid a month, not doing huge amounts, not able to do huge amounts in your life with that kind of a business. And then you could transfer your life to another country and make that go so, so far. And I think we've kind of lost the sense of perspective in this country. I think we've lost the sense of perspective around the fact that money is ultimately just a tool. And it's just about getting the most you can. With the money that you've got and using it as a tool, not using it as the key, if you like, to your happiness. Because, yeah, I think you're, you're going to be on a, a slippery slope if you keep just chasing money rather than chasing your desire to get better, to be better, to do more and to make more impact.
0: Hmm. Well, this has been really cool because this conversation has taken us not the direction I thought it was going to take us, but really, really interesting because it allows us to see, actually, here's a way that people can start to grow their confidence and, and grow their belief in themselves, grow their positive thinking and and look at life through rosier glasses, if you like, see the good things in their life and really, really move them forward as well as giving people the knowledge and the, the, the sort of permission to set bigger goals and to want more from, the, from themselves and, and all of that. So that's really, really cool. I'm really interested to know from this, if somebody was to go away right now and do one actionable thing to start putting your way of thinking into their
1: life, what would that be? It would be to sit down and write a a list of goals, ultimately, for the next, let's say, three-month period, something that's achievable, a period of time that you can see progress in, and just say, here's my list of goals for this period. Whilst recognizing that you're in control of your state of mind, whatever's going on around you. I think that's two things. You've got the philosophy side of things, which is recognizing that whatever's happening around you doesn't need to impact what's going on inside. And then alongside that, writing a list of goals that you can be engaged with so that you can be making forward progress and know that you're on a path that you're choosing. Love that. Very cool.
0: Now, as we wrap up this uh, this episode, I'm really interested to know, what was the single best piece of personal development advice you've ever been given? And who was that from?
1: So I actually got into a guy called, um, Jim Rohn some years ago. I was was maybe only 21, 22. And, um, if you've never heard of Jim Rohn, he's, there's so many videos of his, like pretty much everything he's ever done on YouTube, you can find for free. Um, and I remember hearing from him and this had a big impact on how I started to adapt my life and my approach to life that success was about the set of the sails, which basically goes back to what we've just been talking about. It doesn't matter how big the waves are. It doesn't matter what storm you're in. Everyone in life is going to face a storm. Everyone in life is going to face situations that they've not planned for. But how you come out of that is to do with the, to use his analogy, it's to do with the set of your sails in that situation. Um, And I think that's very, very powerful. Recognizing that, Using the same analogy, it's not the storm around a ship that causes problems. It's only when the water from outside gets into a ship that it begins to sink. Um, And I think just remembering that when things are getting tough, when things uh, are seeming like they're spiraling out of control, remembering that you're the control in amongst the chaos, I think makes a huge difference and, and impacted me in a massive way.
0: Very cool. That's awesome. I love it, dude. Well, thank you so much for taking some time out to come and join us. If people want to find out about more
1: about, if people want to find out more about you and everything that you're doing, where do they go? Um, so yeah, if you visit expertfreedomrevolution.com and um, that tells you more about kind of what I do on a day-to-day basis, working with clients, helping kind of unlock that freedom in business, that freedom in life. Very cool.
0: And if you want to find out more about Wayne, if you want to get the show notes on this episode and links to all of his stuff, you can do that. Just head over to successunlocked.com forward slash sales. Just head over S-A-L-E-S forward slash sales. And that's where you'll find all of the, all of the show notes from this episode. Dude, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome.
1: No, you're very welcome. It's been amazing.